When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. There is an extra bottle of Pepto-Bismol on the table for this emergency edition of another Dolphins Podcast. This is it. I promise we're not getting too crazy with our emergency podcast. This is the second one this week. Uh, but Joshua Houts. This emergency, man, I think it's safe to say this issue that the Dolphins have and are dealing with, it might have lit Twitter on fire for a little bit on Thursday. Yeah, or X, as we call it, right? I think we're, I'm just going to call it X because I know it annoys more people. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, hopefully we don't have to keep doing these emergency podcasts, whether it's the Jalen Ramsey ordeal, you know. Now we're talking about Teron Armstead, man. So we had to come on here. Teron Armstead got banged up. I don't think we know the severity necessarily, but he's like posting a video of him walking. And I think he said he's plan was to be back week one. So I don't know how serious it is, but dude, Pepto abysmal me to, you know, I'm Joe Philbin all the way queasy when I saw this happen. A Pepto cocktail is coming your way, Josh. It's so hard because this is, it seemed like a situation that set, set course emotion where there was no positive outcome. Literally the first play, I believe it was, that Tron Armstead was up out there. Uh, he even came out and tweeted after. He got landed on during team run and practice today, and he added that things like that happens in the trenches. We just get up and get back to work, and that's what we do. Mindset on to week one. So, Josh, when you hear that Tron Armstead can't turn his uh, knee or, or extend his leg to put on a shoe when you hear him getting carted off. What were your initial thoughts and what did that tweet kind of do to those thoughts? That Z. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm still a little queasy about it, right? I mean, this yeah. is the nightmare. I mean, we, there are only, there are so many guys that if you lose, you know, you kind of feel like the season's doom and gloom. We kind of felt a little bit of that with Jalen Ramsey. We know we'd feel like that with any injury to Tua, but Teron Armstead's right there, right, man. I mean, this offensive line, he was that guy that you gave the big money to, the nucleus, the guy that, you know, is supposed to get everything else in order, covering the left tackle position. So, dude, I was definitely queasy, but he is Zeke definitely um, dialed that back a little bit. I just think I'm still a little bit too queasy about it and just hope that we get good news because, you know, I think Jalen Ramsey was tweeting out he was good and, you know, players were saying that he was in good spirits and didn't think this was going to be that big of a deal and we see how long he's out, so. Please, God, hope Toronto Armstead's out there week one because I can't imagine this offensive line without him. I think good is kind of um, in the eye of the beholder, too, because, you know, Cater Kohu said that about Ramsey, and I think you can – I don't think what Jalen Ram- – or what Kohu said was wrong, I guess. It is. Um, I think him being good implies he'll be back this season. I know it's a lot longer of an injury than we thought, but I think what makes part of this so queasy, Josh, is there are so many reporters – at these camps that want to be right, that want to have all the information, make sure everyone goes to their story. So all of a sudden you start hearing information. You, whoever has the most information is the guy in charge. So we hear Teron Armstead is getting on the cart. Guys, everybody goes on the cart. If there's any type of injury in training camp, going on the cart is the most unnewsworthy thing you can see. DK Metcalf, 
use the cart to take a dump. So the first and foremost, everyone's going to report someone got on the cart. And I think people started panicking right away. And then Josh, how much, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, how much do you weigh? Uh, like 170, 180. Double that. Let's put, let's uh-huh. make you 360 pounds. Please don't. Even, even before anything else, how easy do you think it'd be for you to put on a shoe? No, no. I mean, I struggle at times now at my age, you know? <laughs> so we had everybody freaking out because a reporter thought that the result of the injury was that Tron Armstead was on the cart and he could not put on a shoe. It's so important to keep this context in mind and wait till some sort of real news comes out before we start developing these opinions. Because Josh, none of that stuff that we heard during that, I understand why everyone got nervous. I wasn't ready to get queasy about it. But the one thing people should be queasy about, nobody's talking about it. Let me let me share this with you. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network's uh, insider, he came out right after Teron Armstead tweeted, and he just added some more information. He said, good news for Dolphins offensive tackle Teron Armstead, who was carted off today with a lower leg injury. I'm told no surgery is necessary, and it'll work to be ready for week one. Now, Josh, that sounds awesome. That sounds great. It sounds like Teron Armstead's about to be better. The last line of this tweet, considering this, excuse me, considering the various options, this is solid. What are the, what are these various options? What, what are, what is he considering in order to get healthy in order to be ready for week one? That to me is scary. That sounds like all of a sudden we have another toe that's going to be bothering us all year. This is the first type of news there's various options. It's either you play or you don't, and you get surgery. Those seem like the two for the Dolphins. All of a sudden, what are these various options? Yeah, and this is the same guy that was supposed to could have had what season-ending surgery at the beginning week one of last year. So, um, I'm admittedly a guy that's negative right away. You know, you're mentioning the guys that jump and get all, oh no, this is this is scary. We're we're doomed. I mean, I'm the first person that's like that, retweeting, uh, refreshing the Twitter. X, yeah, seeing all that, yeah, the Jordan gift just jumping from a high balcony because um, it's all doom and gloom. So, yeah, man, it, that last line's definitely got me feeling queasy and just the entire situation. So I pray to God he's back out there. I mean, um, we didn't expect to see much of him this preseason, so I'm not really too concerned about that. But this injury to happen, to get rolled up on, you know, the last day of joint practice before, um, I mean, I don't know, is this a dress rehearsal? I still don't think we know if this is a dress rehearsal or not. Uh, I don't think Mike McDaniel wants it that way. But, yeah, man, Teron Armstead's probably the worst-case scenario outside of Tua Tungvaloa at this point. And um, for it to happen, it, it sucks. And it's just been that season, though, right? I mean, has there been any good news since the season started? I don't know if there has been. <laughs> No, I, I don't think – I think you're right. I don't think there has been any, any sort of good news. Um, like the Tyreek Hill slap, there was all this crap all, all offseason long, and then now it's – I mean – There's some Xavier Howard stuff yeah. coming back up again. It's a lot of there's, – there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. But, Josh, I like the point you brought up that Armstead wasn't expected to do much this preseason. I don't think that's much of a surprise to people. So knowing that, knowing that even if Armstead didn't get hurt in Thursday's practice – he wasn't going to play much in the preseason games. He wasn't always going to be out there with the offensive line. And outside of Armstead, they've been using Kendall Lamb, uh, an experienced vet who's been around the league. Uh, Jerron Christian and Isaiah Wynn is actually their fourth string left tackle at the moment. And just to kind of bring it all back, Josh, you met, you said it. We don't expect Armstead to do much during training camp. Knowing that, are the Dolphins going to bring in another left tackle? Knowing that even though he's hurt and won't be out there for as many snaps, he wasn't going to be out there for many snaps to begin with. 
Yeah, they got to do something, right? I mean, they keep throwing these darts against the wall, hoping that something sticks on the offensive line. It sounds like there's some solid pieces. You know, Kendall Lamb, everybody's getting hyped up about him. So I think he'd see a lot of those snaps at left tackle. We know Isaiah Wynn can play left tackle, but he's mm-hmm. looking good at guard. So um, I don't know if they were going to bring one in before this injury, but they definitely have to now. I mean, you got to have all your options open. You got to make sure you have that position covered in case – for whatever reason, you know, that eyeing up a week one, you know, start or return or whatever, Adam Schefter's saying doesn't end up being longer than that because it just seems like a that's so Dolphins way, right? I mean, you have all these high expectations talking about how this is the best team we've seen in X amount of days about the offensive line pieces to Ron Armstead being, you know, an anchor, then this happens. So um, they're, they'll definitely bring somebody in. I know Dalton Risner's a name everybody loves to bring up. I don't know who else is out there, Jake. Jason um, Peters. Jason, so I was just going to say Jason Peters. So. Um, we'll see what they do, but they can't go in there with what they have right now. Why not? Because, you know, we, we kind of under the, yeah, you said it too. Like he's not going to be taking up a lot of snaps this preseason. So, so what is, what has changed where, you know, we weren't saying this about Armstead a week ago. Yes. He just suffered a huge injury scare and it's at the top of our mind. Uh, but if the tone is he's ready to be back for, he's preparing for week one. If everyone's saying that to me, the injury's a lot worse than we think if they bring in another tackle. Because that's the only thing that changes. Just, I mean, I'm not trying to use your words against you, but we are under the impression that Armstead's not going to do much this preseason. So the only reason you're bringing in a guy, even though you expect Armstead not to do much this preseason, is if you're going to have him do stuff during the regular season. Yeah, I think I'm just negative as all hell. And as soon as you even... Way to go, Nancy. Yeah, I'm a negative nasty. As soon as you get any hint that, you know, Teron Armstead could be missed for X amount of time, the first thing you think about is, I mean, this is a guy who, I mean, I love Teron Armstead. We all do, but he has not really had a healthy season, has he, if ever? I mean, he's kind of on that Tua Tagovailoa trajectory or path that we've continued to see. I mean, we love those guys when they're healthy, but they have proven time and time again that they cannot be healthy for a full season. So um, if he's already getting banged up and nicked up and you didn't even get out there for week one, I guess I'm just trying to look ahead and get a guy in here that can understand the playbook and that can go out there and be a viable source, you know, because Kendall Lamb, man, I mean, I know he's a veteran. He's been around a little bit. I know everyone says he's promising in camp, but, that's Kendall Lamb, man. And then Isaiah Wynn. I mean, he's looked solid at left tackle, much better than they did at right tackle. But I don't know, man. I, I guess I just feel too queasy about the whole situation and um, we'll just be doing that to kind of have a plan in place. But I'm with you. I mean, I can understand where you're coming from. If they bring in a guy, then they know something that we don't. And um, it could be longer than week one for Teron Armstead. Armstead has started 106 games throughout his career. Um, his career high was 15 with the Saints in 2019. So this is someone who averages about 10 games a year. That's, it's not great, right? You you obviously want something a lot better than that. Uh, and you do wonder if just that alone, knowing that stat, knowing that he missed four regular season games last year, that the Dolphins do decide, let's let him set out September. Let's use this as a training camp again. Uh, but the question also becomes, man, when, when he was getting taken off the field, I guess Tyree Kill spoke to him a little bit, little bit and, and the the short of it was that I'll be fine. I'm just getting old. You know, how, how, how many of these nicks and dings can we chalk up to nicks and dings and how many of them can we chalk up to these been around for 10 years and it's time to start getting a little scared. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I he really said that then also, um, Teron Armstead really said that then to Tyree kill. That wasn't just Tyree kill making that up. Cause I, I thought it was just Tyree. Okay. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I thought it was just Tyree kill making a joke, but yeah, I mean, he is an older guy, so he is going to get nicked up here and there, but, 
Um, I guess it goes back to, like you mentioned, Jake, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. If we were there, we would have a better understanding maybe of this injury, but we were just going based off of tweets and all those, sorry, zeets and all those zeets were just negative, you know, like couldn't put pressure on, couldn't put his shoe on, carted off worst case scenario for the dolphins. You know, it was all doom and gloom for at one point. So, um, yeah, it could still, yeah. And I, I want to put that out there. Yeah. And I, I do. Yeah, you're right. And I, I do think the dolphins though, with what you're saying with, um, you know, Teron Armstead, they kind of knew this was what they were getting when they paid him, right? I mean, exactly. you wanted to hope he could be healthy for a full season. I mean, you mentioned 15 games. That's pretty damn close. I'm sure they said some start. Okay, yeah, but yeah, they did. But still, you want more than 10 games, and um, you got to have a plan in place. I guess that's where I'm going with this. One more thing I want to bring up, Josh, and, and we don't have a lot of information about it, so I won't lean too big into the uh, funny side of it that I wanted to, but um, one of the names we kind of hoped and begged the Dolphins to bring back this offseason was Brandon Shell, and I, I just kind of wanted to bring this up, and all of a sudden, we I think we might know why he didn't end up in Miami. Um, he spent last year with the team. He was awesome at right tackle, kind of thought he'd come back and be that depth at right tackle. Well, he signed a one-year deal with the Bills. About a couple months later, we learned earlier this week he has decided to retire from the NFL, hang up the cleats, call it quits. Obviously, man, you don't just wake up one morning and say, I want to be an offensive lineman in the NFL. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Uh, an awesome career. He spent a lot of time jumping around between Seattle, New York, and, and Miami. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's kind of uh, one mystery solved on why the Dolphins weren't interested in Shell. You wonder if maybe they knew the writing was in the wall last year that he was kind of 50-50 about coming back and, and moving on. And Buffalo wanted to take that shot because he is a good player. If he can, you know, be that, sustain that. But once, you know, you're in the league for 10 years, it's like driving a car, man. You're going to get beat up. There's going to be some issues. And eventually you just don't feel or operate the same way. And, and that might have been what happened here. Yeah, honestly, the way I took it was that he just saw the Dolphins, a superior franchise, you know, loved his playing time there, and then went to Buffalo. You know, the, the grayish skies, the the smell of uh, the snow that's coming, like you mentioned. I mean, and he was just like, you know what, screw this. I got the money. I've been saving up. There's no reason for me to put my body through this. That's the way I look at it. That's what I continue to think. But um, it does kind of solve that mystery. Maybe he was hesitant. You know, maybe they did have to talk him out of maybe retirement to come in there, compete for a spot. Maybe he realizes that's not going to happen. Whatever it is, um, that explains why Brent Shell's not with the Dolphins. But like you said, Jake, I mean, when he was out there, he looked solid to our untrained amateur eyes. I thought Brent Shell played pretty decent and thought he'd come back with the depth options the Dolphins had on that offensive line. They chose elsewise, and um, good luck to him in retirement. We're recording this Friday at about noon, Josh. The Houston Texans and Miami Dolphins play Saturday at 4 o'clock. This is an emergency pod, so we're not getting too much into it. If you want more details about the game, please go check our episode from earlier this week. But, Josh, sitting here Friday afternoon, can I, can I get a quick thought from you about what you're feeling about the game come Saturday? I really don't have a thought. I, my first thought is I was completely um, terrible at being a, a parent because I scheduled my daughter's. She turned four earlier in the week on your birthday, Jake. Uh, we scheduled her birthday party for tomorrow which is like you said saturday so i'll be watching the game on my phone um holding up a bluey pinata whatever it is i want to see the secondary i mean i know they're bringing in guys they're a little bit more concerned about the secondary than maybe we are at times but um if those injuries are as big as a concern as they seem and they're bringing in guys left and right to try to fill that position i mean i, I want to see how that works out and then i want to see what these starters do are we going to see two it's going to obviously what's going to happen on the offensive line um Excited to see the way those battles trickle from, you know, the joint practices into uh, preseason week two. And I want to know if this is the dress rehearsal. We'll eventually find out, right, Jake? One way or another, we're going to find out when the dress rehearsal is. 
It might not even be until they uh, take the field. Josh, I kind of like what you're doing, though, and I think more people should do this as a preseason test. There should be, if you want to hype up a third-string pick, the only way you should be able to do so is if you watch the game on your phone and you can still identify that player. Like, if they're still popping out when it's that little bit of a screen, I think that's a good qualifier, Josh. I think you're actually doing scouting the right way, the the untrained eye of just seeing who can play football well. I, I, I think you might be onto something, and I might actually have you, like, write a little report card before you rewatch the game of just the thoughts you have from the cell phone because I think I'd love to hear those. They'd probably be uh, 50-50 Dolphins, 50-50 Bluey. Yeah, yeah. Now that my kids are getting bigger, this is my new baby bottle. Um, you know the brand. This will have to be my new thing. Sitting there watching on my phone during, um, events that I absolutely you know unintentionally plan. But yeah, man, Chris Brooks will probably stand out. I'm sure I'll see all yes. these flying across the screen. I'll be like, who's that? I just laid that massive hit. So, um, excited for it, man. Excited for more preseason football. Excited. Wish that we could just honestly turn injuries off and simulate this preseason, get through into the regular season. Because at this point, man, every week it just seems like your tooth being pulled or something. So I want this to happen, this game to go. Hope it's a dress rehearsal so we can put that behind us and get ready for the season. Put the dress rehearsal behind us and bring out the bubble wrap. That is it. Thank you all so much for joining us. I hope everyone out there has a wonderful weekend. And until next time, fins up. Fins up. Fins up.